Welcome everyone. We're Be'ez Hashem going to begin BPM number 22. That's Bayez Panimi Shear for Men, Shear number 22. We're going to talk about the valuable guide. We're going to talk about a mahalach, about how to know and understand and love your wife. And ways that often men drive their wives away without even trying, without even realizing it and to realize what those trends and behaviors are, and to stop them, and to reverse them. Um, read up a fascinating thing of one author writes, that's a counselor, that um, he knew someone, this was a secular person, we'll name him George, George calls up this author, and this counselor, and says, you have to help me, my wife has a court order against me, and George was coming to him for help on his relationship for his wife with his wife that was already in shreds. We've been married over 20 years. She won't even let me back in the house. And how could you get us? Can you help us get back together? And the counselor told this George, I need you. To, uh, I would like to speak to your wife, Barbara, her name was. And the husband says, you can't. There's no way you could talk to her. She wouldn't talk to you. The moment you're saying that you're presenting me in any way, she'll hang up on you. The counselor said, I've been, never been turned down by a wife who I called. Give me your phone number and let me give it a try. And then he called the wife and she was anxious to discuss the problem, even though she was steadfast, stubborn on getting the divorce done. And But he asked the question, what would it take for you to be willing to let your husband back in your life? What would have happened before you would try? What would have to happen before you would try to begin to rebuild a marriage relationship with him? These are questions that he asked her, that he asks a lot of wives that feel estranged from, estranged from their husbands. And her response was a typical response. I can't answer the question. He's the worst husband in the world. I wouldn't think of taking him back. I can't stand his personality. I can't stand his offensive habits anymore. I, get, I did a court order against him and just keep him away from me. And the counselor gently asked her, please tell me those things that he had done that offended her. And when he heard her response, he responds, I see he hasn't been sensitive and gentle, has he? And he asked her to stretch her imagination and think about what changes would be necessary before she would take him back. And she responded, as Barbara responded on her husband, George, there'd be plenty of room for improvement. He, he's Number one, he's too domineering. He's critical of, of me all the time. Uh, he's trying to control every move I make. He tramples on me, on my self-worth, ridicules me. And... Although he had time for his business and other interests, he rarely took time to listen to me. And he basically spied on her conversations and, and didn't give her any freedom. And that's what she said to the counselor. She says, don't get any ideas of getting us back together. No matter what, I'm not going to stop the divorce. It's done. Then the, then the counselor relayed the, these complaints back to George. He sensed, he, she touched the sensitive parts he defended himself and accused her back, and he let her him rant. And then the counselor asked again, George, do you want your wife back? And she he answers, I'll do anything to get her back. Her back. So, so he says, good. I'm willing to work with someone already 
to adjust his life. But I need you to basically what I'm telling you is you've got to be totally serious. If you're not serious, let me know now. And I'm not, not going to talk to you anymore about this. You can't play games with me. This is real. Are you committed to change? And the problem is, is right away he said, um, hemmed and hawed and did other things. He says, you're not serious. And he fumed against the counselor, defended himself. And the counselor had doubts whether he'd be willing to change. And um, the counselor said, you know, I never met someone so stubborn as you. He knew him, so he was able to have that sprach. And as George said, he was quiet for a little bit. And he said, you know, really, really, it's not my nature. I'm usually am submissive. I'm usually not pushy. But people run over me, so I act this way. And um, they went back and forth, back and forth. And then the counselor told this George, again, he says you can't always do this, but he told him, he says, if you really love your wife, then begin right away at the divorce proceedings. And um, so he said, no, I'm looking for a lawyer. She has a lawyer, I don't have a lawyer. So he says, no, forget about lawyers. They want, uh, what does she want? She wants, um, you know, just see what she wants at the court case. Goes to the court case. He calls him screaming. She wants 20% of my retirement fund, 20% of, of, of my, my earnings. No way I'm going to do it. And again, the counselor asked him, do you want your wife back? And he said, yes. He says, then give her 25%. He reminded her that now is the time to respect her and treat her sensitive, with sensitivity. And again, it's not for everyone. You have to know the matzah, but he knew this matzah with this particular couple. He took this risk. Several months later, he ran into him in a store and the husband said, my wife and I remarried. And I have to admit, I thought you were crazy when you told me to do these things for my wife at the divorce proceeding. She wanted 20% and I said, you could take 25%. And there was no way I could do that. And, in re- and initially, all the advice you gave me how to behave towards her as she was trying to go through these divorce proceedings was it took sheer willpower for me to do it. I only did him because you advised me, you told me that's what God wants, and I. but it ended up being amazing. She, he continued basically to work on new ways to treat his wife in a healthy way. Every time, for example, she had to take a business trip, he wrote her a late note telling her how much he wished he could be with her, put extra money in that envelope, gave her directions how to reach her destination. He, George finally realized that her his wife was a special person that needed tender treatment, that every time he saw his wife now, it's like there's a sign on her saying, very important, handle with care. He discovered the secret of renewing any strained relationship, and that's giving COVID healthy respect. Before you discuss rebuilding a marriage, that seems to be failing or faltering. Let's talk about why marriages fail. There's two primary reasons why this happens, especially early on and how it falls apart sometimes. Number one is high expectations, unreasonable high expectations. Someone once asked a college student what kind of man she would like to marry. And she answered, I'd like him to be able to tell jokes and sing and dance and stay home all night with me. And uh, he told her, you know, you don't want a husband, you want a television. You know, her vision of her husband revealed one of the reasons why many marriages fail. There's unrealistic 
expectations. And number two is there's very few skills that are done before marriage. Like I said in a joint share recently, from ninth grade on, you could teach concepts of shalom bias that are absolutely necessary. And then and the, as a chassan and kala, to perfect that in the best way possible. And the third one is within three to six months after marriage, once there was already a physical intimate relationship, to go back and get proper training uh, from the man to the men and the women to the man or woman to the woman on the, the, the marital, sexual, physical aspects and the other aspects of emotional intimacy and the physical intimacy and all the knowledge that is necessary. Why, would a, why is it that a, to get a plumber's license, you need four years of training or, electri- or an electrical worker or other types of skill set things? You need a license that takes years to get that license to show that you're competent and capable while a marriage license, all you need is two willing bodies, a blood test, and a little shit here and there, a couple of dates, and boom. No, you need training. You need training. What's important also to realize is someone asked five separate divorced women individually, if your husband began treating you in a consistent, loving manner, would you take him back? Every one of them said, of course I would take them back. But unfortunately, there's an unrealistic, that's an unrealistic expectation the way things are because a lot of the men do not change. And sometimes you have to acknowledge they're just not going to change. But the reason we're having these shiurim is to explain that when marriages are faltering and your wife can be at fault for this or that or the other thing, but if you know you are lacking and you need skills and you need tools and you need healthy expectations to make the marriage work, we as men, we as husbands, need to do that inner work. One woman actually told this counselor, you don't realize most women are like responsive as puppies. He'd come back and if, if, if he'd come back and treat her with tenderness, with a gentleness and understanding, I'll take him back tomorrow. And, and give him double fold and, and shower upon him everything. And it's so sad that most men, they don't know how to win their wives back or keep from losing them. And how... So again, so how sad it is that men don't know how to win their wives back or how to keep from losing them and how we can win their affection and their respect and their love and their cooperation... Um, how can we begin, how can we expect that when we don't know ourselves how to begin? And it's trying, instead of trying to learn what it takes to mend a marriage that needs work, most of us out of desperation either jump on the divorce bandwagon or just say everything's bashert and just go into your shell and, and, and without, you know, and, and both of these are not viable options. And of course, some of this um, issues that we have in marriage is the ignorance of the differences between men and women. We had some shiurim in the main shiurim discussing the, the, the idea, but it is just very clear that they're different emotionally and mentally and physically, and it can be an extreme difference. And without having us men, because we're talking about men right now, two men and from men, we need to have a concentrated effort in understanding women 
understanding your wife in particular, but understanding the nature of women in general. Without that, it's impossible to have a happy, happy marriage. It's knowing yourself, but knowing your wife. Knowing your wife means knowing, understanding the nature of, of a woman and how they're different. Every cell in a man's body has a chromosome makeup different than a woman's body. And the seat of the emotions in a, brain's man, a man's brain is wired differently than a woman's. So talking about mental and emotional differences as an example, women tend to be more personal than men. Women have a deeper interest in people. They have a deeper interest in feelings. They have a deeper interest in building relationships. Men, generally speaking, tend to be preoccupied with practicalities that can be dis- understood logically. They're more conquest-oriented. They like competing for dominance, whether it's in the secular world for sports like football, boxing, baseball, basketball, NASCAR, whatever, or whether it is in the business world, world or whether it is even in the Oilam to become great in this and great in that. Why is a woman less interested in, let's say, a boxing match than men are, generally speaking? It's because close, loving relationships are not developed in a boxing ring. And watch what happens during family vacations. He sometimes wants to drive four, 400 miles a day down, down, down to Florida. She wants to stop and drink and relax and relate very often. And he feels that's a waste of time, interferes with that goal. Men tend to be less interested and knowledgeable in intimate relationships than women. And that applies to intimate, close relationships of friendships too, men and men friendships. They're like less understanding of what that means. That's why women tend to be friends with one another easier than men tend to be friends with one another. And women are the primary consumers and readers of marriage books and relationship books. They're the ones who develop an initial interest in knowing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, and, 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 and they have, that's your Sani Kertzayinai, that they have that natural deep connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they don't need the Shlemus of a Mitzvah Sasei and when a man, a husband, realizes that his wife is more naturally motivated to nurture relationships, then he can ex- learn to accept those tendencies and he can be beicher, choose. Yes, he can choose to develop a better marriage and to have a better relationship with his wife and a better relationship with, her, with, her, with his children. As a husband, you need to realize that your wife's natural ability for developing relationships can help you, can help you in both loving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and loving other people, including your own wife. A wife naturally is God, has a God-given drive and ability to help build meaningful relationships. And Hashem knew that you needed that help. A woman also becomes an intimate part of her surroundings. They're an intimate part of the people they know. There's a certain oneness there. A man relates also to people in situations, but his identity isn't usually entwined with them. They have these boxes in their head. He somehow remains some type of uh, distance and apart from that. That's why a woman often views her home, her house, as an extension of herself. It can be hurt when it's criticized. Her house, even it's not clean or this and that, because it's an extension of herself. A man not realizing it, it, but when he yells, let's say, at his children for something they did, his words affect her, the mother, the wife, very deeply. 
They also, women, need more time to adjust to change, generally speaking. Because a woman, a woman has an emotional identity with people, with places around her. She needs more time to adjust to change. A man can logically make a deduction, I need a change for this and that, and boom. By a woman, it takes more time. Also, generally speaking, when there's hostility, women express their hostility verbally, while men tend to be more physically violent. That's another difference between men and women. On the physical aspects, obviously some of it is natural. You can see right away the differences. Woman has a greater constitutional vitality, meaning that they outlive men, generally speaking, four to eight years more. They usually, metabolism is usually lower than men's. Weight control is more difficult for women than for men. A woman's body has several unique important functions that men do not have. Childbearing, menstruation, pregnancy, lactation, meaning nursing. And the bodies release more hormone, oxytocin, that, that create this connection of bonding and empathy. Like when they nurse a child, there's a certain connection there that a mother has to that child that males simply do not have. On the reverse side, men have testosterone, more testosterone that creates an aggressiveness and a focus and an independence and a drive, not just the sexual, physical sexual drive, but an overall drive. A woman's blood contains more water, 20% fewer blood blood cells. That's why women, generally speaking, tire more easily than men. And... Um, for example, they did a study when work in a working day in the British factories, when it was increased from 10 to 12 hours under wartime conditions, accidents increased 150% more among women than it was among men. They tire more easily. A man possesses 50% more brute strength than women. 40% of a man's body weight is muscle, while muscle is only 23% of a woman's body weight. And there's many, many other examples, but these are a few differences outlining how the physical differences between a man, men and women can cause discord or strife in a marriage unless you're really trained to understand it and accept it and love your wife as she is. A man who expects his wife to have the strength and endurance that he has is ignorant and really foolish. And a woman who resents her husband the other way around, and I'll say this on the other side of the mechitza, that resents the husband's drive and focus to succeed and so on, is also fighting his biological nature. Each one has to respect each other's nature. The sexual differences are very different. A woman's sexual drive is related to her menstrual cycle. A man's sexual drive is usually fairly constant. And the hormone testosterone is the major factor in stimulating a man's sexual desire. A woman is stimulated more by touch, and by romantic words, she's more attracted to, by a man's personality, while a man is more stimulated by sight. A man is usually less discriminating about those whom he is physically attractive, attracted to, while a, man, a woman is more selective. And while a man leads very little or no preparation to engage in marital, intim marital intimacy, a woman needs often hours of emotional and mental preparation and support in order to get there. And if you harshly, or if you're harsh or abusive, it can remove her desire for physical sexual intimacy, marital intimacy, for days at a time or weeks at a time. When a woman's emotions have been trampled on by her husband, 
she often could feel repulsed when he tries to do his advancing, trying to advance towards his wife in the physical realm. Many women have told many counselors that they feel like prostitutes when they're forced to make to, 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 to be involved in the marital physical act when they have the resentment towards their husband by them mistreating them. A man may not even be aware of what he's putting his wife through when he, she feels that she, he is forcing the marital relation physical on her. So all of these things create conflict in marriage. And we're going to, going to learn and we're going to try in the shiurim, the upcoming shiurim, to talk specifically to men, heart-to-heart conversations about what we need to do in order to help heal our marriages that's within our power, to understand and be compassionate towards our wives, that they may not be, be, be perfect and have flaws, but we have to work on our own. And we need to know our wives, understand our wives, love our wives, and be that person, get that education, and be that person to win them back if we're estranged, to make it make our relationships even stronger with our wives as we go along. And we'll continue, Be'ez Hashem, discussing this in the next year.